This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Uh, I think any rival's special. It's, you know, it doesn't really change how you practice. You, you hope it doesn't anyway. That makes you practice any harder. But I think it's just, it's just fun to have a little, um, you know, just friendly, brotherly uh, rivalry. Uh, not hate. I wouldn't say hate or anything. But it's just fun to have, have that coming in this weekend and being part of a, a historical series like this. Good morning here on Herd at Sports Radio. I'm Ravi Lula, Andrew Rogers. We're on AM 590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. You can join us on the YouTube stream. Oh, good. We had uh, we had Thomas, we had TK chime in. You know, if he doesn't chime in right at like 6.58, I, I start to get a little get, worried. Yeah, I'm like, do we need to do a wellness check on TK? Yeah, he, he kept us honest on uh, Buford there. He did. Yeah, we appreciate that. Um, I, I'll be honest. I... Ever since the COVID year, I get so confused on who's what year. Like, I have no idea. I know guys who have been here for a very long time, and I have no idea how much eligibility they have left. So I I will fully admit that's a huge blind spot for me, and it's only going to last for like two more years. So I'm going to be honest, I'm not going to figure it out. Did you see the hypothetical he presented to later on? Uh, I did not. The comment section? Where are we at here? Uh, He asked, what would the score be if Westside and Bennington played? Ooh. Uh... I mean, so Travis said 28-17. He said Bennington is still very good. Uh, Westside could put up the points. They, they're just too much offensively. I actually think 28-17 is shooting low for Westside against Bennington. Yeah. I know Bennington's a good football really team, good. but I bet Westside still wins that game 56 to nothing. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, I, this is no, no insult to Bennington. They're an incredible football team. Obviously, they made history in Class B with their win streak and three straight Class B titles. Um, I I don't think they're doing any better than any of the other Class A mm-hmm. teams did against. And that's, I mean, you're talking about Class A teams that have multiple D1 guys, you know, that are on their roster. I, I just, I don't see them faring any better than anyone else did. 
And that's not an insult. That's just putting them in, in the category as everyone frankly, else. Like, frankly, it's just the truth. Yeah, like, I mean, I don't. Sometimes you yeah. just have to, like, you know, to drink your medicine, even if it tastes bad, because yeah. you know it's 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 good for you. Yeah. Like, what's good for you is just admitting yeah. that Westside is a super team. Um, not 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 built like a super team, but like they they. Their year this year was yeah. super team esque yeah, in terms of what they were able to do. Yeah, no, it's just it was just. I mean, they're just too much for everybody. They're, they just are. Uh, we'll talk more about the high school state championships with um, with the uh, one and only Mike Sauter, who was down in Lincoln the last couple days. I know a bunch of our crew was down there in Lincoln uh, doing all that work with the state championships. So make sure you go check out all their stuff on Hurt at Sports. Uh, social media, they they put out a ton of great content content from the state championships. But I wanted to go back to Nebraska and Iowa here for a minute because I I was kind of doing this thought exercise with myself as I was trying to prep for the show. And I was like, oh, let's just talk about it. Robbie was staring at a wall, and he's like, hmm. listen, the amount of times that I'm just like staring blankly into space, and there's usually like a TV on or my computer's open or the phone's open, and I'm just like thinking about sports stuff. Is it? It would probably like I'm just like petting a dog and thinking about, huh? I wonder. Uh, like yesterday, we were talking. Tyrese Alberton went bonkers yesterday, yeah, like 37 sure points, did. 16 assists, and I'm thinking like, what if the Warriors had traded back from that number two pick <laughs> just to like seven because they got drafted 12. Yeah, and then I and then I brought up why then, why the Kings actually traded Halliburton. Yeah, first I of think Halliburton is going to turn into one of the best players. He's incredible. All time. He's 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 incredible. I don't know about all time, but he's incredible. Uh, and so I, you know, I'll be like, man, well, you know, what what would Halliburton and Curry look like together? And I mean, Curry could play off ball. <laughs> so that's what I'm doing a lot. So last night I'm I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking, okay. What is what does the offseason look like if the two scenarios that Nebraska has in front of them on Friday play out? Number one, Nebraska wins. They beat Iowa for the second straight year. They make a bowl game. There is much rejoicing in the great state of Nebraska for the first bowl game since 2016. Um, that's scenario number one. Scenario number two is Nebraska loses to Iowa. They don't make a bowl game. The, they end the season on a four-game losing streak, and we are having a much different offseason. But I want to start here is I don't actually think the offseasons are that much different in those two scenarios. From Matt Rule's perspective, from our perspective, dramatically different. And that's kind of the, the place I was attacking uh, uh, it from was, okay, what do our jobs look like <laughs> if these two scenarios play out? But I do, for, I, I do want to kind of remove myself for a minute and say, hey, from Coach Rule's standpoint, I really don't think it'll be any different because I think he thinks he's on the right track whether they beat Iowa or not. I think the, he thinks he's got the culture in place. You know, we heard him talk on, on Monday, whether he beats Iowa or not. He likes where the culture is. He likes the health of this team. Obviously, he's bringing a ton of guys back. Ty Robinson's a good microcosm of like, yeah, guys want to be here. So we're doing this from our perspective, not from the like Nebraska coaching staff perspective. Mm-hmm. So let's start with the bad scenario so we can end with the good scenario. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, regardless, I think both off-seasons are a win for Nebraska. I actually think both both results here are a win for Nebraska. And, okay, let's, we'll, hear, we'll, let's start hear with the yeah. four-game losing streak yeah. first. I don't look at this as a disappointing season because this team won five games. And I when I say this team won five games, this team is not a top team in the Big Ten. 
Sure. Like what they look like on paper today should not be a five-win team. They shouldn't. Their defense has allowed them to be a five-win team, but this team shouldn't have five wins. So the fact that they did get five wins is a massive victory for this new staff, for Coach Rule's first year in the program. When was the last time Coach Rule won five games in his first year? It's never been done. Never. Yeah. You have to be ecstatic about the result of this year, even if it doesn't live up to the expectation you had for when this team was going into Michigan State. You just have to. You have to be okay with it because you know progress was made from last year to this year already. Mm-hmm. And just think about where it could go from next offseason into next season. Rule, if he didn't win so early, I don't think the fan base would be up in arms about that claim right there. Because if Rule won, say, every other game, but in the mix he lost like two in a row, but then yeah. won. So if we went through the schedule, right? Say they beat Minnesota, they lose, lose to Colorado, Colorado, they beat LaTeX um, and Northern Illinois. So they're right? three and one at that point. So they're three and one, and then they lose to, was it Michigan? Michigan, and let's say they lose to Michigan and Illinois back to back. Michigan and Illinois back to back, right? Three and three all of a and sudden. then they win against uh, Purdue. Uh, it was either Purdue or Northwestern. I okay. I think so Northwestern came Say first. Northwestern, they win. They lose to Northwestern. Or Northwestern, they win. They lose to Purdue. Let's say they lose to Northwestern. Northwestern is actually decent this year. So they lose to Northwestern. They beat Purdue. Okay. They're 4-4. They four. beat Purdue. Regardless, yeah. you could like build well, every out the schedule. Yeah. And then say they lose to, to Wisconsin and Maryland back-to-back. And yeah. then, you know, win or loss to Iowa, whatever. You end at 5-7. and seven. No, if, if it was staggered yeah. more... People would actually be like, "Oh yeah, we're okay. We won. We won this week. Yeah. Okay, great. We're still in. We're still. We're still competing, right?" And then you get down the stretch of the season and say you're you're four and six going into Iowa, and um, or would it be four and seven? You'd be four and seven going into Iowa, and then you beat Iowa, and boom, you're five and seven to end the year. Mm-hmm. In some scenario, if you beat Iowa and ended five and seven, people would be happy. I think Rule won too fast because he set the expectation too high for the fan base. People out there wanted the bowl game so bad because they could taste it against Michigan State, a team that is nowhere near where Nebraska is right now. Nebraska should have kicked the living stew out of Michigan State but didn't because of turnover issues and things that you know we have seen with inconsistencies, and that just didn't happen. If it was more staggered, it would be looked at as a, as a win in Rule's first year over a disappointment. I do think we would look at it differently. I, I don't know that people would be happy. I think they'd be less disappointed uh, because the fact that Nebraska was sitting at 5-3, and three, they more or less had their Big Ten West destiny in their own hands going into Michigan State. I think that's where the disappointment went. Also, also Michigan State was a super winnable game. I think that's part of the frustrating part is – it was a super winnable game. All of them were. Yeah, but especially Michigan State. Michigan State's not very good. Like, at least Maryland has shown at different points during the year. Like, they went toe-to-toe with Michigan last week in a game where they, pro- they could have won. I don't think they should have won, but they could have won that game. Like, I think people looked at Maryland and understood, like, that's a pretty quality football team. Wisconsin, pretty disappointing. That's a game Nebraska probably should win, especially the way they started. But I think what it is is – there was, I think, part of the disappointment if they were to end the year without a bowl game is they had such a good unit on defense that if they could have just had a non-sabotaging offense, that you're in a 
7-8 win season. I think that's where the frustration is more. Like, I do think there was some disappointment because of where Nebraska was sitting at 5-3. and three. But I think the bigger disappointment is like, hey, we had like a legitimately really good unit on one side of the ball, and we couldn't just stop tripping over ourselves on the other. Uh, coming up next, we'll continue this exercise and get into some Thanksgiving things as well here on Herd Sports Radio.